Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Talking Football Podcast with your hosts, myself, Logan Pouts, and Christian Almeida. Um, I'm wearing a Union Academy high school jersey. Yes, high school jersey, because you you guys are looking at the new coaching hires for our former high school football team. I'm you know it's messed up? I never got a jersey. Yeah, he never got a jersey because he's trash, but, you know. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> nah, um, I retired my number there. Just kidding. No, I didn't. <laughs> that's their practice jerseys now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, anyways, I'm a receivers coach there, and Christian is running backs slash linebackers coach. I got two titles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all day. I mean – Maybe they put you at two titles because they don't really need you that much, so they're just. They're I like, think that would be. I think that would be the opposite. They just need my expertise more across the board, but it's all right. No. Oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, so that's besides the point. We're going to talk about you know actual football here, and uh, we we had the awards go on last night. We got a few updates for you guys. Um, and then we're going to make our Super Bowl predictions. Uh, and uh, and then we'll make this short and sweet and to the point. And so you guys can listen and get about your day. And uh, once again, we got to finish within 30 minutes. So here we are. Um, I guess we could start out with uh, Patriot News. What you got, Christian? I got a whole list of their, the whole coaching staffs kind of coming into play here. So I'll kind of read it down here. We got newly announced today, Dante Hightower coming as a linebackers coach. Love that. Love having a former player come back and coach. Uh, we got Robert Kugler. Uh, we don't know his position yet, but uh, he was the last two seasons in Carolina, assisting with the offensive line. And he did that for Houston as well. Uh, let's see who else. We got Scott Peters. Love that hire. He was uh, under Bill Callahan in Cleveland. And if there's one thing that Cleveland's got, and it's always good, is an offensive line. So love that hire for offensive line, especially that being our, our worst position group last year, I would say. So we got him as offensive line coach. We got T.C. McCartney as the quarterback's coach, who's been a tight ends coach. He's been a everything's coach everywhere. It's This is kind of like uh, – an upgrade, and it looks like he's going to be the heir apparent to uh, Scott Van Pelt or our offensive coordinator whenever that time comes because you always have to plan for that. Uh, and hopefully they're good enough that they leave. So he looks like he's kind of one of those young guys that um, can come in, learn underneath them, and all he really needed was quarterback's coach on his resume because he's been the coach for everything else. So he's one of those guys. We got Ben McAdoo as a senior offensive assistant, which I think is pretty much just like, hey, help me out with offensive personnel. Um, everybody knows who Ben McAdoo is. Uh, apparently, he's really good at uh, finding quarterbacks, so that's something that we need. Um, well, he didn't do that for the Panthers, tell you that much. Oh, uh, yeah, but I think David Depper is a big problem over there, too. <laughs> <laughs> but he thought Bryce Young is a good quarterback. We've established this. Well, Ben uh, McAdoo wasn't around for Bryce Young. You see, that's the problem. He should have. He would have told you to go get C.J. Stroud. Nevertheless, <laughs> Frank Wright and Thomas Brown wanted C.J. Stroud, actually, but uh, Tepper wanted Bryce Young, which, you know, I'm perfectly fine with. So, Next on the board, we've got Jerry Montgomery, defensive line coach. 
Alex Van Pelt, obviously, as the offensive coordinator. Jeremy Springer, not to be confused with Jerry Springer, who is already dead, so RIP Jerry Springer. Um, he's a special teams coordinator. Nobody gives a fuck about special teams, so it doesn't really make a difference for me. Uh, we hired, I think we've already discussed this, DeMar- DeMarcus Covington as the defensive coordinator, and that's pretty much to round up all our hires. We are pretty much just needing a wide receivers coach, a running backs coach. Um, we've obviously got a lot of Green Bay ties, is, is so – um, I would look for one of those guys to be filled out. I think there's a guy on Green Bay staff that's an assistant. So no assistants have been hired besides a couple. I mean, like, I would say that the guy from Carolina, uh, probably going to be an assistant maybe. Um, so running backs coach, wide receiver coach, I'm very interested in who they get for that because wide receiver is something we have not been able to develop. So um, hopefully they grab some. I mean, I, I, I don't know any wide receiver coaches. I don't think you do either. So I'm not really going to get into that. Just get get somebody good. I don't really give a shit. Um, they got somebody else, and I completely forgot uh, who it was. Hold on. I'll read into this, but damn, it was important, too. Real freaking important. Marcus Covington, Alex Van Ben McAdoo. Oh, we got um, uh, University of Miami Hurricanes uh, GM. He's not going to be. Uh, head of top assistant for us in the office. That's still not the guy I was thinking about. I just can't think of it. Oh, Brian Belichick. That's who it is. Uh, so not Brian Belichick. I think he's the one that went to Washington, but yeah. sorry. Yeah, is he the one that went to Washington? Washington? There's two brothers. No, we got no, one think, of them. But in, in Steve, Brian, Steve, Brian, Steve, Steve. Steven went to Washington. Brian's staying with us. He's going to yeah. uh, coach the safeties. And also Mike Pellegrino, who was our cornerbacks coach, who was that that was kind of that knit group that was going to be go with Bell, uh, Bill. He's staying and he's going to coach the cornerbacks. So we've got our whole defensive staff rounded up completely. So that's that's good. And that that was our best side of the ball there. If I would have just looked at my freaking tweet that I had screenshotted off of somebody who had this broken down, I would have known that. So yeah, Demarcus Covington coordinator, Jerry Montgomery defensive line, Dante Hightower linebackers, cornerbacks, Mike Pellegrino, and safeties is Brian Belichick. I like our defense is set now. Now let's go get those last two coordinators and draft Jaden Daniels. Um, I think Jane Daniels is going to be off the board by the time you guys. Have and I hope we trade out of it then. But I mean, you guys can trade up. We can trade away the house for a top ten pick to get. Probably, they'll, they'll go out and get a freaking Dallas Turner. Full guard or a fullback. A, fu- a full guard. I like that. Guard. You know what? Yeah, That's what they're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, speaking of Bill Bocek, uh, Arthur Smith, the owner of the um, Atlanta Falcons, came out saying that uh, that Bill didn't want, you know, all that power on there. He never asked for all that power. So it, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, they just didn't want it. So, I mean, I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Um, Too old. I, I don't think any team wants Bill Belichick. I think I think Bill should have retired and went, went off on his high horse uh, rather than sticking around and trying to prove that he's a, you know, actual good coach. He should have retired when uh, Tom Brady left. Yeah, exactly. But 
that's besides the fact. Um, Carolina Panthers, they got some uh, new offensive coaches coming in. They got a new head coach, obviously. We spoke about that, uh, Dave Canales. Uh, he's brought over Brad Idzik. We spoke about that. Uh, the offense coordinator now, um, he was a wide receivers coach with the Bucks. Um, to me, it's kind of cooking up to bring Mike Evans over to the Panthers. We, I mean, we brought the receivers coach over here. We brought the QB, or not the QB, the offense coordinator at the Bucks over here as a head coach. I mean, it's kind of cooking up to to see Mike Evans over here with Carolina Panthers, which I wouldn't mind it too much, but I just want a young guy in there. I don't – I Mike Evans is getting up there in age. Um, I don't think Mike Evans is going to break the bank way too much. I mean, like, you guys aren't, like, cut with cap necessarily either, but – uh, that's a good guy to bring in and to make sure you guys draft the one with that first pick in the second draft in the second round. Uh, or you guys, I mean, you guys need offensive line help too. So, yeah, uh, I, that's one of the two positions you guys got to draft there. But I think bringing in Mike Evans is a good is uh, Thielen signed as well for next year. Yeah, Thielen, we, we signed Thielen for three years, so we got him for okay. a year. So, after. you have two good veterans there. Yeah. Uh, whether one of them falls off or not, you're still going to get some decent productivity out of them. Um, you guys have Jonathan Mingo. So, I mean, get, get good mentorship, get a guy in a day yeah. three or day end of day two, because there's a lot of wide receivers in this draft that, I, that that would be a good move for them. And at least it gives Bryce Young a chance. And I would go off its tackle because he was getting killed every freaking play. Yeah, we need – I mean, I don't know if it was just a sophomore slump for uh, Iquanu, uh over there at left tackle, but because he did have a really good rookie season. But um, – he just he he did not have a good season last season, um, so I don't I don't know if they're going to stick with him. Um, I, I I do think we need some some guards because our interior line got blown up um, this this past year. Uh, I I think uh, Martin, um, a right tackle, I think he's past his prime. He was very good Pro Bowl tackle um but i th- i think he's he's past that now he's getting up there in age um i i think we should move on from him uh we'll see we'll see what happens um but we got uh as our assistant head coach now uh harold goodwin um i didn't really know much about him coming in uh so i just i just know in his past history he's he's heavy on the run so it's kind of looking like we may try to establish the run, which that's what the Panthers have always done. Um, but we just never had a passing game to combat that. Um, and and to be honest, we had one of the best rushing games last season. But like I said, we, we never had a passing game to combat it. So teams would just focus on stopping a run. That's all they had to do. Um then we went out and got a wide receivers coach, uh, Rob Moore. Um, like we were saying earlier, we don't really know much wide receivers coach. Coaches. When it comes down to these these nitty gritties, there's really yeah. not. You just kind of look at the teams that they were on. And, yeah. I, like, um, I mean. And then we got a running backs coach, Bernie Par- Parmalee, I think is, is how you pronounce it. And then we got a new offensive line coach because we fired the old guy. Um, apparently a lot of people were upset about that and were saying that it wasn't his fault. 
I I don't know who who else's fault it would be than offensive line coach when years after or year after year they continue to suck and let up the most sacks you know in the league. Uh, but we got a new offensive line coach with Joe Gilbert. Um, I haven't done my research on him. I don't really know where he came from. Maybe uh, next uh, podcast I can provide that information for you. Uh, but the big big thing is is um, I never know how to pronounce his name. Ejero, Evero, Evero, however, our defense coordinators officially announced that he's coming back to the Panthers. He's going to be our defense coordinator again. That's huge. Um, he was phenomenal for us last season. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, that that's that's the big big news about our coaching staff. Um I do have to throw in that uh, we did announce that did I don't it was it was just reports came out that Elliot Wolf is the uh, guy that's going to have the final say. So I'm presuming either right before the draft or after the draft, they're going to come out and kind of put him. We've never had a GM, but make him like whatever. But he's going to be the guy that's got the final say. So I mean, and then Matt Groh is just going to be the head. So it's kind of funny. Both of their positions are swapped. So Matt Groh's uh, player person and personnel. And uh, Elliot Wolf is scouting, uh, like top scout or whatever. So Magro has been doing all the scouting work, and Elliot Wolf's been doing all the coaching and personnel stuff. So pretty much their their scenarios are flipped. But like it's it's crazy how Bill had all these people just wherever the fuck he wanted, yeah. And it's not even in the right spots. So, um, yeah. So I think Elliot Wolf, who's been well renowned, like everybody's been wanting him. He's just he's like forty seven years old, so he's young. So. He had a lot of GM interviews last uh, year, but he was just too young. So uh, he's well-renowned around the league, and they like him, and I like him being the guy in charge. So I just brought anybody but the coach, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's crucial to have the people in the right positions. Um, and Alex Highsmith, who we got from UM, is another guy who people are just absolutely love. Like, he can bring in talent. He's been able to recruit talent to the University of Miami. He was the biggest reason why Cam Ward undeclared for the NFL draft to come play for Miami next year. So, he's another guy that can work his way. And he's a former player, first-round pick. So, that's another well, guy I mean, who I think – I was questioning the positioning of the coaching staff on, on the Patriots when they had uh, what what's his name as offense coordinator that one year. Matt, Matt Patricia? Yeah, Matt Patricia. Like, mm -hmm. he was a defensive-minded coach, and they put him at offense coordinator. I did – that blew Every, my mind. Everything Bill did was just so out of whack in today's day. It just yeah. – it's hard to get it to translate with the players. So, I mean, it might have worked when you had a stud at quarterback, but it ain't yeah. going to fly in today's day. Well, that's – uh. That's updates for you guys. And that's for, talking for, football podcast. <laughs> yeah. For uh, Panthers and Patriots, um, as those are our teams. Um, guess we go over the rewards uh, ceremony. Bill Bryan's the beast, uh, Boston College head coach. I don't know if he said that. Uh, no, we haven't. I don't believe we said that yet. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. Um, all honesty. I don't really give a shit. Who gives a crap about Bill O'Brien anymore? Um, mm -hmm. Chip Kelly, you know, named uh, offense coordinator at Ohio State. That pisses me off. That's actually good. That's a pretty good hire. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's a really good hire. <laughs> um, Chip Kelly is an offensive-minded genius. So, 
That's that's tough. Um, Michigan did uh, bring in um, a hell of a hire. What? A hell of a hire. Uh, <laughs> they brought in a new defense coordinator. Um, uh, Winthor or whatever. Wink, Wink Martindale. Yeah, I'll say it close enough. He was the ex ex Giants defense coordinator. Um, was this uh, was this from this year? He was the ex defensive coordinator this year. Uh, I, I think he was. Few, I don't think he was a defense coordinator this year. Because I don't think they would have fired their defense coordinator this year. Because their defense is actually pretty stout. Um, uh, defense coordinator, or let's look it up. Wink Martindale. Coaching career. Can you get everything? <laughs> oh well, I guess his actual name is Don Martindale. Okay. Um. And now I now I see why Craig said that was a good hire. He was he was with the Ravens for a few years. Ah, uh, makes sense now. Yeah. Um. When did he coach last? Heck if I know, man. This, this ain't giving me nothing. All right, that's all right. We'll get to the wars. Nobody gives a shit about Michigan anyway. Hey, he's got 17 years of experience, so. Good. You know who else does? Bill Belichick. Hey, I give a shit about <laughs> Michigan. Um, anyways, uh, Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. Um, I don't agree with it, but I don't disagree with it. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people think uh, D'Amico. D'Amico Ryan. I always want to say Demarco Ryan. Uh, D'Amico Ryan uh, should have gotten it. Um, I mean, he was very capable uh, candidate for that um, for that award. It had one heck of a season to turn that team that was not at all projected to go into the playoffs, make it to the playoffs, and not only make it to the playoffs, win a game in the playoffs. Um, uh, that that to me right there already tells me that I mean they made it farther than the Browns against. Did, so. did they beat they beat Kevin Stefanski didn't they? Yeah, pretty sure. They beat, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that right there in itself should tell you all in who should get the coach of the year. But you know it's all right. Yeah, but I mean Kevin Stefanski did go to his four string QB and still make the playoffs. That's pretty pretty impressive. I mean they, they didn't even have to start the year. They didn't even have a four string QB. They had to go. Yeah, out and get Joe Flacco. I get that. But you know what else that they had? They had Amari Cooper. <laughs> I mean, that team is stout. That defense was stout. And nobody expected the Texans. Like, to you me, it's like you expect have, the Browns to make the playoffs. They did have the defensive player of the year with Miles Garrett, which that was a complete rob. Yeah, I didn't get that one rob from T.J. Watt. Hey, let, me, let me put this in perspective, okay? Oh, God. Oh, let God. me put this in perspective, all right? Hold on. So we're we're just gonna go TJ Watts season stats versus Miles Garrett season stats. Okay, that's what we're gonna go. So hence so, to say, while he's doing this, I sh- I think D'Amico Ryan should have been coach of the year. Yeah, uh, we're off that. All right, Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. We're good. Um, so TJ Watt total tackles. 
68. Miles Garrett, 42. <clears throat> All right, there's one. Mm -hmm. Assisted tackles, TJ Watt, 20. Miles Garrett, 9. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sacks, TJ Watt, 19. Miles mm -hmm. Garrett, 14. Mm -hmm. Interceptions, 1 for TJ Watt, 0 for Miles Garrett. Wow, that's an important one, especially for a defensive end. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> Touchdowns. Oh, here we two. go. That's another good one. Two for TJ Watt. Mm -hmm. One for Miles Garrett. I'm surprised they even had any. And guess who won the D? Let's go down those stats right there and see who won the defensive player of the year. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yep. <laughs> Someone explained to me how that makes any sense. TJ Watt beat him in every single stat possible for a defensive player. Again, this is why I don't give a shit about the Hall of Fame and why I don't give a shit about awards. Look, man, these awards are important to people. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, comeback player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put that in perspective there. You know, that, that you know, TJ Watt got robbed. Uh, comeback player of the year is. Not DeMar Hamlin. It is Joe Flacco, Joe mm -hmm. Elite Flacco, Money Man Flacco, who threw mm -hmm. 15 interceptions in the playoff game against the Texans. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I think Joe Flacco deserved it over anyone in the league. Yeah, right especially for the specifications of that award. I mean, that's for somebody who was, who's, who was at the top of the top. Yeah. Falls off due to injuries, whatever it is, and then is able to – make it back up to where he kind of was at before. Yeah. Um, that describes it. I think they did that right. I think DeMar Hamlin, as great as it was that he recovered from that, um, I would uh, – health scare is an understatement. But um, what he did, he never was really playing beforehand. He never really played this year. So it's kind of hard to – I mean, that would have been strictly, like, political and just giving it to him just because, I mean, he was able to come back from that in a sense. But that award yeah. is not specifically for that. Just because you get injured and come back from the injury, it's not for that. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah, Joe Flacco definitely deserved that. Demar Hamlin, yeah, yeah, one heck of a injury that was very scary, um, and he did come back from that. But I mean, what he play a total of 10 plays throughout the season. You can't really give him comeback player of the year. <laughs> you want me to go through the stats? Uh, and No, we don't need to go through the stats. Okay. I can get you going to one off the top of my head. One fake punt for zero yards. Here we go. In the playoff game. That's uh, – I know the exact play that you're talking about. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> people made memes off of that play. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, moving on, offense play of the year, Christian McCaffrey. I don't think there's any argument there. Um, maybe for Tyreek Hill, but no, Christian McCaffrey's been more consistent. Yeah, I agree. Um, if Tyreek Hill can did what he kept doing from the beginning of the year, I would have said yeah. But McCaffrey yeah. was too, McCaffrey literally was the entire, and it's hard to say, but he was the entire 49ers offense. Yeah, he he deserved MVP in my opinion, but hey, you know. The most hey, that's, that, that's a quarterback award. 
Yeah, it is a quarterback award, and it is the most mid-MVP award in in multiple years that Lamar Jackson got the MVP. I I can name I can name a few quarterbacks that had a better season than Lamar Jackson. Okay. Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. <laughs> Bailey Zappi. Bryce Young. <laughs> Bailey Zappi. No, I I think out of I mean Joe you know Flacco. it's gonna you know God bless you know it's gonna be a quarterback getting it so. Um, yeah, but you know, if we're gonna give it to a quarterback, let's give it to a quarterback that made it to the Super Bowl, right? Patrick Mahomes beat yeah, Lamar Jackson, but but they never do Patrick that. Patrick Mahomes I mean, outplayed Lamar Jackson. That's what you have the Super Bowl MVP. People people can put people can put that game on the coaching staff and everything, but guess what, Lamar? What did Lamar do in crunch time? Throw an interception. He throw it in the triple coverage. In the triple coverage, that's not on the coaching. I, I would Lamar. give it to Brock. I'll give it to Brock Purdy. Exactly. If we're giving most, it to a QB, most valuable game manager of the year. Let's give it. Let's give it to Brock Purdy. I mean, he had one heck of a season. I just think that Lamar had a better season overall compared to Mahomes. Mahomes in the playoffs has been phenomenal, and but like oh, overall yeah. in the entire season, I think Lamar was the best. No, when, when I when I say let's give it to a quarterback that's in 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 the Super Bowl, I was meaning Brock Purdy. But I was, yeah, I was just I was just stating the fact that Patrick Mahomes yeah. beat Lamar. I didn't I didn't let you round it up to the end. Yeah. Actually, I'd give it to Sam yeah, Darnold because I mean he's in a hell of a job. You cut me off. That's that's a little rude. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> what's what's the other awards? I didn't even watch this shit. It was too late and I don't give a shit about awards. Um Honestly, I think the other awards don't don't really oh, I mean we could do the Walt, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um that's a pretty big award. Uh Kevin Hayward won that one. Um, mm-hmm. That I, I can't really. I know Joe Cordona won the salute to service something. I don't fucking know, but he won something salute to service. That's a long snapper, baby. Oh, Patriots. yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. Oh, we could – the rookies. Um, oh, rookie of the year. Forgot about that. Yeah, te- Texans uh, dominated that. Both offensive and defensive. Uh, Will Anderson got defensive. C.J. Stroud got offensive. Uh, my opinion, yeah, C.J. Stroud had one heck of a year. But let's not make this a QB award, okay? Because Puka Nakua had the best rookie receiving year out of any rookie receiver in history. He broke almost every single rookie receiving record out there. And this man doesn't even get doesn't even get the offensive rookie award. It's hard for a receiver, man. CJ Stroud had one heck of a season. Don't get me wrong. He had one heck of a season. And he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback. And I really like what he said about Bryce Young. So it really makes me respect <laughs> him more. <laughs> if you guys didn't don't know about that, go you can go look it up. Uh, we don't really have time to Oh, no, we're at seven uh, minutes already. Um, <laughs> but uh, not not taking anything away from CJ Stroud, it's just Puka Nakua, in my opinion, had the better rookie season than. This is why I hate awards. They're all stupid and useless. They they are all stupid and useless. Just like the Hall of Fame. Unless you know I played in there and I got one of these awards, then I'll think I'm on top of the world. So I wouldn't give a flying fuck. Are you kidding me? You're standing on that stage and you're like, hey. I don't care. I Just like the Heisman. I don't the care. MVP, bro. 
I'm the MVP of this league. Look, Christian McCaffrey that. has been robbed of two MVPs now, both by Lamar Jackson. He's and not going a, to be. He got robbed of Heisman by Derrick Henry. And here's our wonderful segue on how Christian McCaffrey is not going to be snubbed for the Super Bowl MVP because he's going to rush for 100 yards and receive for 75 yards. And he will be the Super Bowl MVP as the San Francisco 49ers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 27-22. 22? Yep, 22. You got the script or something? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Madden NFL uh, game – has the Chiefs win at 30 to 28. So, hey, and only one time in history did they ever get the right team to win right with the same score. Who's wearing the – I think the Niners are wearing – well, they don't have white jerseys, do they? Yeah, they do have white jerseys. Yeah, they, isn't it like whoever wear, wears the away jersey always wins or something? Yeah, pretty much. Whoever wears the white jerseys win, and Niners are wearing the white jerseys. Let's go. It's over. All right, that's the end of talking football. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since, uh, you know, since we're both rooting for the 49ers and we're uh, – Chiefs will probably win. But, I mean, if I was a betting man uh, – If I was a betting man, I'd put my money on the Chiefs because they're underdogs. I'd put my money <laughs> hands down on the Chiefs. It's hard to go against the Chiefs. Um, plus, I'm pretty sure they're underdogs, so you can get a higher payout with that. They are the underdogs. Yeah, they're, down, they're yeah. negative two and a half underdogs. Yeah, so you can get a higher pay, payout with that. Um, so if you guys betting out there, bet responsibly and, uh, not sponsored, we're not sponsored, but still bet responsibly. No, we're not sponsored. So let them bet however they want. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. You know, bet like maniacs and, yeah, uh, exactly. <clears throat> so, uh, I put, I say, put your money down on the chief. So the, what would you have the, the Niners or chiefs win to 27, 22. I had the Niners. Niners win in 27-22. That's a really weird score. I don't know where that score came from, but I like it. I'm, I'm going to have the Niners win in 28-24. And in, in that case, the Chiefs will be winning. Yep, most likely. All right, I'm going to change my score. I want the, the Chiefs are going to win 25-18. Chiefs are going to win 25. <laughs> no, put put it 25 to 13 cuz I'm in I'm in this little comp like little Super Bowl box comp square competition or whatever that mm-hmm. my company calls it that has you know er, at the end of every quarter you get money for if if the last number of the score for the Chiefs and the 49ers is your numbers and my numbers are the two basically the two worst numbers which is 5 I got you I got you. So I will do 15 and 13. 15, 15 and 13. 13. That's what I'm talking about right there. Let's I go. I got you. I got you. Chiefs have to be the five in. in or 15, or 55 33. 55 33. That'd be hell of a That'd be wild. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> that would be insane. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would double up our money if both numbers are the that's same. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyways. At the end of the day, we're rooting for the Niners, but we're thinking Chiefs are going to win. Um, yep. Because it's just Chiefs are 
they're a different breed in the playoffs. What can you say? They're just a different breed. Yep. Um, and, and then next week we can kick off some off-season actual talk because there's no more football and get into all that good stuff. Yep. So, like we did last year, mock drafts. Hopefully, hopefully the Panthers will finally make – you know, already make some moves. And, yep. uh, and Patriots will make some moves. I mean, it, it kind of looks like our coaching staffs – we've been building our coaching staffs right now. And it kind of looks like they've got that set in stone. So now maybe they'll go after some players. We'll see. Um, yep. But we'll circle back around next week. Uh, I say in like a month or so, just giving everybody a heads up, it may be tough for Christian and I to be putting out podcasts. Um, I don't I don't know, Christian, if we want to do them on the weekends or something because um, we have our full-time job and then we'll be coaching right after. Um so we'll see. Maybe we'll we'll do do it late at night, one of these nights, and then post it or the switch, next morning. Yeah, um, or switch it to like you know we do it like every other week or something like that, just so because I know we're gonna be destroyed. So yeah, something like um, that. So we'll keep you guys updated on that. Uh, but we're still gonna be dedicated, and we're gonna put out these podcasts for for you guys um, to listen to. And we love talking about football, so that's never gonna stop. Um, uh-huh. but I, I say that sums up this episode of talk football podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Five star us on, uh, Spotify, uh, follow us on Instagram. We post every time we put up a new podcast or, uh, we post random stuff at, <laughs> at some point. Uh, so just fo- follow us on Instagram and it'll keep you updated. And, uh, yeah, man. Any closing words from me, Christian? We got less than a minute. Peace. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Peace out.